Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. A quick note before the show begins. The audio from these podcasts mostly come from live video YouTube streams on my channel. They may vary in quality from show to show and reference visual content not described to you, the listener. I'm sorry about that. If you prefer video to go with this audio, head over to youtube.com backslash from us, F-R-U-M-E-S-S for the whole enchilada. Who doesn't like a whole enchilada anyway? There we are. We're live right now. Um, welcome to the show. Um, I'm sitting here just kind of puzzling to myself. And I begin to wonder some things. I'm wondering whatever happened to predictability. You know, like what happened to the milkman, the, the paper, paper boy, boy, or even the evening, evening TV. TV. How, how did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me, please. Because this old world, it's just really confusing to me. You know, it's like clouds as mean as you've ever seen. It, it's like birds, man. Ain't a bird that knows your tune then a little voice inside you it just whispers kid don't sell your dreams so soon you know and everywhere you look everywhere you go there's a heart and a hand to hold on to so just remember that everywhere you look everywhere you go that there's a face there is a face of somebody who needs you and when you're lost out there and you are all alone, a light is waiting just to carry you home everywhere you look. Shubidibapu. <laughs> I was just um, thinking, Jeff, like every time a cast member dies, you're going to have to do this. I mean, I don't even know also, what's going to happen. If anything happens to Carl Winslow, if anything I happens exactly to Val Val Johnson, I will have an aneurysm. I have a friend who starred in a movie with Reginald Bell Johnson, and I almost want to message her and be like, is he doing okay? Is he, is he healthy? Uh, Please. I, I mean, this was a real gut punch. We were supposed to be... I was all excited to talk about Cor Cobra Kai, and then, you know, I see the news. I, someone, yeah, I know. This is how we find out people pass away. Yeah. You know, these days. What's up, Amy? How are you? What's going Hello. on, Jacob? Uh, yes, we yeah. were talking about Bob Saget. I was just scroll again. This is what always happens. You scroll through your feed and someone just says the person's name and goes no. And then you rush to do the same. And it starts a chain reaction. And that's how we find out these terrible, tragic things. And Bob Saget, 65 years well, young. Jeff, I was going to say, like, for me, it wasn't even my feeds. Like, literally my relationship with a lot of my friends is dependent upon our nostalgia. <laughs> so I got predicated on Bob Saget. <laughs> on Bob Saget. Well, no, just like, you know, like 90s sitcom nostalgia. I threw events back in like last decade that just like literally just had to do with Bob Saget there. We had a full house night and stuff like that. So oh, people like God. associate this. So I got like five texts while I was sitting on the toilet. I, I just telling me, about the news and i'm i'm actually i haven't processed it yet but i'm really sad because i've i met bob saget yeah yeah you were just do you want to relate what you just told me off uh the air if you don't if you feel comfortable doing so 
sure with, I just without with, about with it. minimal with minimal uh with minimal uh graphic words if possible um, yeah yeah um, for the sake of youtube but please right about you got you remember the movie um the aristocrats remember that oh yes yes that was of kind of the turning point when bob saget went from you know what he was to opening back up to what he used to be which was like the comic that worked blue that did all the dirty right. jokes i went to see him right as that was happening before he kind of blew back up to what he we know him as now right and we me and my buddy saw him in baltimore we sat right next to the stage and for some reason we didn't do anything he singled the two of us out <laughs> he quizzed us on how we fuck each other <laughs> This is a platonic friend too. He quizzed us how we fuck each other, and then he decided to make a running joke throughout the entire two-hour show about how we're going to be in the parking lot selling sex for for reasonable rates to anyone interested. And I, it was it was absolutely hilarious and the best souvenir ever. It's the best souvenir. And after the show, literally, like we went up to talk to him. He was totally cool. He kind of apologized, and he was like, "I hope no one like you know confronts you in the parking." <laughs> and and you know he he was just he was just a really sweet guy off mic so it, right, uh, bob, bob saget uh passing away is one of those uh monumental milestone deaths where you ha actually sort of um you sort of take a big look at the world and you go i no longer live on the world in the world with this person anymore. Like we live in a world without Betty White. We live in a world without Bob Saget. We live in a world without Sidney Poitier. Always comes in threes. Um, somebody also, else passed away too. I forget. Uh, so so this is, life. this might be a bit dark for your stream, but <laughs> no, not in a funny way, but like oh. I just said to my friend, I was like, you know, yeah. my, my, my actual father died in 1998. Oh. And I was like, and now I'm of the age where all my TV dads are going to start dying. Oh, you know oh what I mean? Like God, that yeah. hits my more like my age and my mortality. Uh, like Bob Saget's the first TV dad that's going to die, but there's more. It TV makes you dad. think of that. Yeah, it makes you. But it 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 it, yeah. it hits it hits that trauma from your your youth childhood. That is yeah. Like like you yeah. said, like uh, when Carl Winslow goes. Uh, uh, sorry, Reginald Vell Johnson. Or, no, don't say. <laughs> or no, or like um, you know Ed O'Neill dying. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel. Yeah, you know what I mean, like stuff like that. Like just. Well, I I didn't I I didn't know that that that's how you lost or that you had lost your dad like that. And so it, the, the, my heart additionally extends to you. Well, I lost uh, in '98. I'm okay now. No, I know, but I mean, it just yeah. that still cuts deep. You said you you haven't pro you haven't processed it yet, but clearly no, I, I haven't mean, processed some... Saget yet. No, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm saying, but like part of processing Saget, yeah. like must tie back to to those feelings. Not to sit here and psychoanalyze poor Bob going through his going through his laundry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I, I just I I can see how. I understand how that could impact is, is all. I'm yeah. Saying. I, I mean, that's just not yeah, for me. I'm yeah. saying that for all of us. Like when you get yeah. around, you're getting up in your late thirties, dude, 40s. Robin Williams that like killed me. He killed was one of the, me. He's one of the few deaths where I actually cried. Like the moment yeah. I found out, like, I mean, it's just, few. and the way it happened too. like, it just, yeah, that's that just was too much. Really, really, uh, really. And you know what? This is, we, we're going to counter this, these negative vibes with our, wonderful conversation that we are about to have but I'll, I'll say this i'll say this when we do lose these massive massive um people of talent the one solace we could take is that you know we didn't have our relationships with them 
come from our screens mostly. And so therefore, no matter what, whether they're here or not, they're always going to be there on that screen anytime we want to visit with them, which is how I felt about Robin Williams. Anytime I missed Robin Williams or like, was like, oh my God, Robin Williams is not here. Like I could just put on a Robin Williams movie and be reminded that like this nice warm comfort blanket that he was and so not to not to draw that out but like me and you jeff we obviously we make content for people we also want to be we're filmmakers right part of the reason i feel like we do that is a sort of immortality in our minds right like like you know what i mean you're leaving something of yourself behind that can supposedly not be erased you know i mean the jeff there is a jeff from us that exists on the servers on youtube that cannot be killed until the servers die themselves that you know that is true i've put so much of my essence onto yeah. youtube and i'd be lying if i said that's not why i partially i mean obviously i wanted to have children because i wanted to have children but i also right. wanted to you know i, I believe in that as well and, and this is a digital extension of that too as well just, i've yes. done the same thing with podcasting and everything yeah any it, if if i disappear one day yeah my friends can revisit me Right. You, know? you, you have, there's an there's archive. Enough. There's yeah. so much Bob out there. Yeah. Right. It's right. true. It is. It, you are so right. As long as civilization yeah. exists, as right. long as, as long as electricity, of course, I've thought about this. And of yeah. course, as long as electricity, and that's why it's just like the, the uh, goal is just to never stop making, co- like just always be making things. Like, yeah. Always be, whatever stop. it is, make, make your art, just make stuff. Yeah. That's the piece you're leaving behind. If it's talking to a mic, if it's making movies, if it's making I paintings. Totally, totally, yeah. totally agree with that. Um, Truly, truly. And so we couldn't start the show without, without um, pro- acknowledging the sadness that we both feel and just, the 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 reality of losing someone as monumental as bob saget so with that said we will uh we'll we'll have to do a chapter mark here and start the show now officially as we talk about cobra kai and welcome to the show cobra kai season four is done if you have not seen cobra kai or if you care about spoilers Turn it off the stream and wait until you've seen everything because we're going to spoil the crap out of the show. There's no way to talk about it without spoiling it, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and plus, non spoiler reviews are boring. I- I'd rather watch the thing and then talk about everything. I don't need, if I haven't seen it yet, then I don't need to read a review at all. Like, that's just not how I operate in any way, shape, or form. So I, I, I was reminiscent today about your scream uh, problems with that. Cream, oh my cream, god your five cream problems my that was I, I gotta tell you i i really took that personally when she uh uh let's just say that an actress posted a very spoilerific photo uh and you know what it wouldn't have bothered me had maybe i seen the trailer or something but i have gone out of my way to avoid every single piece of media mm-hmm. and all articles like i've i'm completely blind i literally know nothing about this movie except for what I saw in that photo, which allows me to put two and two together. And I saw something else. If you, I know this, maybe you're going to think I'm taking this too far. If you say something like, depending on how descriptive you are, when you say something online, like even if you're not giving specifics, just like using your emotions to talk about something can be a spoiler, can be a spoiler. So, you know, there's ways to talk about stuff on, on, 
Facebook because you know I like to talk about stuff that I like to talk about. Really, on Facebook? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I like to talk <laughs> about. Stuff. I'm just yeah. joking. Yeah. You know, I it's know. like it's like Jeff telling like to talk about stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's like what you were saying about how much you know you love how much. Wait, what is it? You love love powered. No, you love hate powered love. Wait, what? It was hate love powered. Remember? That was from the, love... the Matrix episode. No, I don't know. No, it was on Facebook somewhere. Um, love powered hate or hate powered love. Something like that. I don't remember. It's been a long month. It's been a long month. <laughs> it's been I a long month. And it's I, been I, a... do, I do remember something about that, Jeff. So you're not crazy. I'm, I'm just not remembering exactly what I said. And it's gonna be a, it's gonna be even longer until I see Scream this week. And my, my wife was like, "But you can't go to the movie theater where there's with Omicron." I was like, "You damn straight! I'm going to the theater with Omicron. I'm going to find a showing where there's nobody else in it. I'll go in the like the early in the afternoon. I'll go early in the morning or something when I'm the only one in the theater. I cannot that there is no reality that I live in where I do not see Scream the moment it comes out. Like this is." absolutely worth the high risk involvement <laughs> I'm going, I, i'll no, wear I, i'll wear an n95 i'm gonna wear a mask on top i'm i'm gonna be by myself but i am going i have to see scream i, I was trying to think of this too <laughs> like i've had other people say the same thing i don't have anything coming out that, that's coming out recently that i could say that i would go see it yeah because i mean i love scream it's not worth me going to the movies but there are franchises where i would be like all right scream is know. my halloween it's, it's like i have to i this yeah, is yeah, like I a it. big big thing for me i have to i'm not do it. i'm not shaming you um, oh no i didn't think you were i would if uh if bill and ted 3 came out in theaters yeah that's i, I would have been i would have been forced to go to the theater during there the thick of 2020 but uh luckily they didn't do that so you know it was vod um it's now 13 minutes since we started the show and we've not talked about Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai at all. I mean, what the hell is wrong with us? All right, let's watch this. Bob Saget was a sucker punch we weren't expecting. Yeah. At all. all right. So here's my thesis question, and this may really an- annoy you, but I'm going to, this is my thesis question personally. Sure. Go ahead. Um, first of all, do you watch, uh, you ever seen Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball or any of that stuff? Are you a Ooh, fan this- or you hate it? So like this, is a, this is a spicy question. I can't believe we've never covered in our friendship or our uh, <laughs> online on live streaming. Uh, yes. sessions. I don't watch anime. Uh, we used to have I used to have a joke. Yeah. In my friend group where I hated anime, but it was always yeah. just a joke because I was sick of my friends watching it and me having to sit through it. Yeah. Now it's just I'm 39 and I don't want to start watching anime now. It's I don't too hate late. Anime. I don't know Bob. anime. Bob, it's too late for you. Yeah, I don't. I'm past it. <laughs> so, no, I have not watched any anime, not even Miyazaki, nothing. Yeah. So and some people get annoyed with me at that. I'm not saying that's anything wrong with it. I totally dig some of the clips I've seen. I just I've got so much to watch as it is. I haven't even seen Pig yet. I what, what, I got to you know what I what mean wait, like what are you waiting for I'm dude, I've oh got so God. much to watch don't even get me um, started but I yeah well I grew up on Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. and um Dragon Ball is I I'm watching Cobra Kai and I I, I honestly think that co- the the reason why Cobra Kai is successful mm-hmm. is because they are they are following the formulas that you find in both Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. I am not a, I, I've seen several different anime series, 
but I am not an anime guy. I've seen the Dragon Ball stuff. I've seen Yu Yu Hakusho. From what I understand, the Dragon Ball stuff is not as highly regarded as it once was. Oh, it's very. It's like cons- I've seen it's the considered- Dragon Ball live action movie. <laughs> this is all right. This is oh my god. This is uh, I, I, I th- this is going to sound kind of uh, I don't know how else to put it, but I think within the realm of anime fans, this is like you know to be into Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z is kind of super lame. It's for, like it's for like, real anime fans, it's really like the most basic lame thing you could. It's not I'll, real anime. No, no, I, I'll give you an example. It's exactly equivalent to being saying you're a horror fan and being only into The Walking Dead. Yes, yes, perfect example. It's like yeah. being, yeah, for sure, it's, for it's sure. Like a, it's like the Walmart of anime or the Walmart of horror. Yeah, it's just, yeah. and then you know, there's also like the fact that like it's the one anime that like sort of broke into, or at Mainstream. least it's. The, mainstream american like audiences so like it's not it's i don't know i don't there's so many different adjectives that are probably not right for the stream that i would attach to to what people think of dragon ball and dragon ball z point being but it's also incredibly popular and it's popular for good reason because some of the storylines are a phenomenal b shakespearean and c what they always do is they always have um they always have antagonists turn into protagonists and this is something we've seen in rocky this is something you see this a lot in sort of like uh sports slash they you know, well, they, com- this combat season, sports this season literally referenced rocky 3 which is the time where yeah. rocky kind of did its cobra kai right a little bit right little right bit. but right. yeah like like they 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 know what they're doing cobra kai exists on a script flip right, right? and and but my yeah. point is is that like like for like i guess i guess the best way to p- put this really is that cobra kai is sort of predicated on what everybody loves about the character of vegeta in dragon ball z and super quick rundown i super quick rundown vegeta was the big bad he was a super uh super bad dude at the beginning of dragon ball z um he was a uh planet killing uh just just warmongering uh terrible uh alien invader and he slowly transformed into like kind of like an anti-hero um protagonist character that teams up with Goku, who's the ultimate good against Vegeta's ultimate evil. Same exact mechanics that you see in Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence is the Vegeta character who finds redemption, sort of, you know, maybe it's not exactly the same because I don't, you know, Johnny Lawrence was. It's a, it's a heart redemption, not a mind redemption, as I said before. Like Johnny knows what's right, but he doesn't exactly like, you know, he hasn't changed who he is, which is important. Right. And so yeah. like uh, the so my my thesis question or not my thesis question, my thesis statement, I guess, really, is that what makes Cobra Kai so great and why so many people love it and why it it just it has no business being this good. And we'll talk about that. We talked about this when we went over season three. We'll talk about it again. Um, it, it just has no business being so good. But I think that is in part to the a uh introduction of new new styles of of karate or martial arts or whatever which is what they did in dragon ball all the time and b um you have these reversals constantly happening and pitting 
Um, and what, what you have is you have antagonists in the true sense of the word antagonist, because we've talked about with Bob, for sure, we've talked about it for, before the idea that an antagonist is not a bad guy, per se, an antagonist right. a protagonist is not necessarily a good. Guy. It's just an opposing force. These are opposing and Cobra Kai's writing is yeah. so good in the way that it folds, it, it makes everybody into an opposing force, not a bad guy. Even John Kreese, who is uh, kind of a rotten apple, this season has started to reveal a little he, bit. He, he's a human being. Yeah, that he's a human like being. He and, actually has something deep, buried deep. And it right. Took one, it took one man to bring it out. Right. Yeah. And, and and you know what, what else is really interesting, too, is that um, – the way that like again you nobody is nobody is inherently yeah nobody's inherently evil they're just they're all just people yeah and different well, was, and different so, views a lot can be said about what i think hayden and schlossberg is that their names um i don't know the writers. Writer, I agree. the writers the guys who did hot tub time machine a movie i love yeah um they, <laughs> do, they, i do love movie. i love hot tub time machine i talk about it all the time yeah um but I think that they oddly follow the Mr. Miyagi code when they're writing, which is what is his one thing that even Daniel talks about all the time is balance. Balance. There's yeah. always an opposing force on this show. Always. Yeah. No one is ever just like one sided. It always something pushing back on you. And I, that's that creates this tension, even no matter how silly it gets, it creates a tension <laughs> that you keep thirsting for wanting more. Like, I mean, is has there i don't even know if i've ever watched a show that i've ever wanted it to like i want it to never stop you know what i mean like that's such a rare thing for every cliffhanger of every episode and season i'm like give me more now i don't really feel like that even with shows i love i powered i was lucky that i missed the first two seasons so i got to just power binge those and yeah, i was yeah. like I was so stoked. And I'll tell you something. There have been very few times where I really think that they have just like uh, screwed the pooch on something. There is one egregious, egregious one that they that Which where is, they, I really think they screwed the pooch. What do you think I'm going to say? I don't know, because to, to me, I don't have that many complaints. So I have one big complaint. Okay. Literally just one, I think. And it is yeah. Hawk. I. I'm I'm I I like where they went with it in season four. Totally happy with that. But the uh, like I like where that he did. He earned he earned that that all felt earned. How what did not feel earned? What felt very much um, almost uh, Daenerys Targaryen to me was uh, his turn back to good, or whatever you would call it. His his redemption. I, I, I don't know, man. I think that. I think it worked for me because it turned on a dime. It uh, turned on a dime. To me, it started earlier than that. And when he broke, uh, what's his name's arm? Yeah. That, that was the obvious moment where he was already doubting himself for me. So I, it was, I was sold on him turning back because there was instant guilt. And that was an extreme between two friends that I don't, that I could see that that sold it for me is the arm breaking thing. But I, you know, I mean, if that's your complaint, that's not too no, bad for that's, a show. One no, that's no. Oh, my God. Seasons, I mean, maybe, that's like pretty good. All right. Maybe also the fact that and I mean, that, that this is to a much lesser extent than the Hawk thing. Yeah. Uh, Robbie 
Robbie just like being uber Cobra Kai guy, like, you know, now I'm Cobra Kai guy after all that Miyagi do, like, I just, that too feels a little, like a little, like conveniently, like we need this to happen because we have to balance, we have to do the Miyagi balance, that kind of Okay. I think that, yeah, but I think some of this stuff is, is covered by tone. I mean, let's be honest. It is karate. We got to talk about the tone. Yeah. Oh my God. It's karate Degrassi high. That's perfect. Did you think of that? No. Uh, somebody, my, my friend Eugene thought of that. I'm going to give him credit if you ever watch. You're so this. right. You are so right. So he said that on Facebook. I did not say that. Um, but it's a great description and it's, it's totally, but it's also cross with karate Degrassi. It is also like this amazing non-toxic nostalgia bomb for anyone that loves the karate kid trilogy. Yes. Or quadrilogy, however you want to say it. Um, you know, I, for me, I love the Degrassi stuff. I'm down. The kid, the kid part of it is very good, and it keeps me locked in. Yes, I, I'll be honest. I am here for the adults. Okay, I'm, like I love Cobra Kai a ton. I think all the kids are great. I am here. I literally cried. What did you say? I never knew you liked the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. <laughs> awesome. Uh, no, I, I literally have cried. Like when they when they covered the stuff in Karate Kid too. When he, they actually like tie. Oh up, yeah, like emotional, like left hanging. Bring in chosen. I, in. I literally cried because I I couldn't believe that I had lived to see these things wrap themselves up. I, I, unreal, it, right? Unbelievable. Unreal. Un, and to be that good too. To like not yeah. only did it wrap itself up, but it's like quality. Yeah. And it's done right. And yeah. the same actors are there. This isn't like they recast it. This is like the fucking people. <laughs> Terry effing silver, man. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, just insane. So I was so excited for season four, Jeff, because wait, 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 I, wait hold on. Well, I I just, wanna, okay, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. You go ahead. I just want to, because to me, look, you can see, you can maybe you can criticize Karate Kid 3 for a lot of things. But the one thing Karate Kid 3 has is maybe one of the greatest 80s villains of all time. <laughs> Terry Silver. Terry Silver is a caricature of <laughs> 80s disgusting greed <laughs> sliminess he, yes. he truly is one of like if you made a list of the top five villains from 80s movies <laughs> terry silver goes on there because he is you know he is the slimiest of the slime and the way they brought him back is incredible to me and i cannot oh, yeah. wait i cannot wait that and i was like i like oh my god and he's still like i was like oh terry silver's gonna wrap himself up in season four like oh no he's not i was no, like he's not perfect. he's working it back maybe he's getting perfect it back. no um no what i wanted to say was about the tone so you said you said karate degrassi high i mean that's yeah. so perfect and uh, and I also want to touch on this. My friend who was almost going to join us and he couldn't, but shout out to James Gruesome, Patreon supporter and friend to the show and, and watcher and things, um, had a great, great observation that I want mm-hmm. you to sit on as well, to percolate on as well. The idea that Chosen is really, truly kind of the the keeper and disciple of Miyagi-Do, even more so than Daniel-san. Like Absolutely. I, I, th- I think that, they, that they was that last season too. And they did, great. they did, they did. He, I thought that was a very astounding observation from James. I just wanted to put that out there for us to discuss I, as well. I also have a theory about, okay. I have one theory and I, I'm going to say it on your show because I want to know if I'm right in the future, but 
every you know the internet is full of people like when are they going to bring back all you know then sean kanan as the guy the kid from karate kid 3 and stuff i think this is my prediction in, in season yeah. five or if they go six there's going to be a moment where daniel is going to need to know something about mr miyagi's life that he didn't know and no one that we've met so far has an answer and so he's going to say I need to go talk to the one other person who was the, who was a student of Mr. Miyagi, and they might know. And that's when we get one scene of a Hillary Swank cameo. Oh, that's how I, we get it, it dude. Actually, it's gonna happen. To, it's gotta it's happen. Gonna happen. It's gonna of course, happen. Of course, because it's gonna happen. Not, Hillary Swank's not gonna be like a cast member, but I could see her filming a scene. The fact that know? they have the fact that they have gotten Terry Silver back, the fact that like they have yeah. literally created a universe, a Degrassi universe, universe on top. Let's, uh, they call it the Miyagi verse now. The uh, Miyagi verse. Let me let, let's break it, this yeah. all down for a second. Let's. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of things I want to break down here. First, I want to talk about the tone. The the thing yeah, sorry, that sorry, makes no, no 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 no. It's okay. Yeah. Um. The thing that makes that makes uh Cobra Kai work so well is that like it's this it's everybody's passion for karate in universe. Like there is a serious. Um, I don't know. You know, it's, it's this is hard to put into words. Actually, it is a like like these people like their biggest worries are like their biggest worries are like 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 being in a karate like gang. <laughs> like, you know it, what I mean? They literally caught hit. What I liked about do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, like, I know. I uh, the the uh, Daniel's wife has literally pointed this out. She's literally said when they all had their uh like dinner when she said oh our husbands just have warring karate studios she pointed out that it is it's absurd no one outside of the karate business would care about what's happening in this town like <laughs> these they're, they're committing crimes they're fighting each other in the streets yeah but it's just like this. it's not for anything that's actually important Right. Yeah. It's like none of this is important. It's like, you know what it is? It's just like, it's like, we can't let, we can't let Cobra Kai karate get into the valley. No, we can't have Miyagi do. Like, it's just this back and forth of like ideologies and like passionate beliefs about things. Like, it's just so funny. I would point to you that it is the exact same focus tone of like an 80s movie where that's why it works. when, when, When we grew up, we watched movies where it would be like, you know, this is the karate movie and everything is about karate. People's lives are about karate. It, that's all that matters. And if, as long as you can win this thing, your life will be good. You know, like that's the point of life is to win the karate tournament. That's the point of life to win the volleyball tournament. That's the point of life to win the soccer right. tournament. Right. That's what matters in life. That is like such an eighties. Yeah. But it's like, but it's such a great, it's such a great value in real life. Like yeah. these are, I feel like these are such great values. Like when people say like, does also entertainment goals man clear yeah. goals like does entertainment yeah. have any sort of like 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 wholesome like wholesome advice life advice that you could apply in your life and i would say that that is it like this idea of like just what you literally everything you just said i i can't put it into word. what did you just say, say it again about like the the goals of what what did you say well i was saying like you know when the movies i grew up with 
much like the Karate Kid is an actually like Oscar worthy version of this. But all the movies we grew up with, like you'd say, hey, that's the skateboarding movie. That's yeah. the rollerblading movie. That's the volleyball movie. I can I can name all these too. Side Out, Airborne. Airborne, <laughs> like, Thrashing. Thrashing. Like, yeah, we had or like, when it came to sports movies. Those movies always Mighty Ducks. Were, were, Mighty Ducks were written as though the only thing that mattered in life was the tournament or right. was beating the other team it had nothing to do with you know anything else like sure like they had some positive wholesome positive, positive like, things like goals like so wonderful and so focus it's too focus. yeah and and i just uh, that's what i love so much like these kids definitely like for instance tori she comes from a broken home but like you know and and johnny lawrence is absolutely an alcoholic but like you know, like that's it. Like there's nobody, there's nobody like prostituting themselves for like, you know, like there's that whole scene with Tori where you think like maybe she's going to be working in like a strip club, which yeah, but it's totally like, a, it's like, like a Chuck E. Cheese almost or something. Yeah. It's and like it turned out she, right. And I just yeah. like, I love, I was like, cause of course, like they would never go there. And that's why, and even the original Karate Kid films don't really go and go there. And let's talk about the anomaly of Cobra Kai for a second. This is what I I want to touch on. No, here, let me start that out because I was going to say a good conversation to have is Johnny himself. Okay. Whenever I, I think there's something fun about Johnny being this, like he's like the non, the most non-toxic, but completely toxic eighties asshole on screen (laughs) ever, especially, you know, gleaming the cube is a great movie. I love that movie. Um, he, He like, there's something about him. Like, he has that kind of almost Jay from Jay and Silent Bob energy where he can say anything, no matter how problematic, but the audience can see into his heart. We know his heart isn't garbage. We also know that he was raised by nothing but bad fathers and bad teachers. That's right. He's the product of his time and he can still be what he is without the audience, like pushing away. Right. Like we were like, Oh, he's a product of, I mean, but that's as bad as it gets, like not yeah, having it, a father around. Like that's literally like the worst thing that 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 yeah. that happens. Not to say and again, not to say that that is not a bad thing. That's like a, a, a terrible, tragic thing, obviously. But I just mean you can be raised. A good person can come from a fatherless home. Johnny had bad. Of fathers. course. But I'm just fathers. I just mean I just mean in the sense that like but this is like it didn't you know i mean i just think about all the all the stuff that's dramatized in films and it's just like nothing you know in in comparison th- this is not um that in that they, kind of way they never have run away from what the karate kid series is like the tone, they never tone. have they never have that these guys love these movies i think more maybe than anyone on earth and they actually got to show it but here's the, here's yeah. the here's what's the anomaly. The anomaly is the same anomaly that we got with Fury Road. Here is okay. a ancient an okay. So with Fury Road 2015, 30 years after the third film in an obscure action sci-fi dystopian series with a cult following mm-hmm. uh after spending over 100 million dollars going over budget. I mean people Mad Max is in the, the the pop culture lexicon for sure, but like it's not it's not like Star Wars or anything. And here we come with a hundred million dollar uh, fourth film sequel that is again thirty years past the original. The, I mean the not, the, the not, last not film. just not just the franchise is old, but the filmmaker himself is older. 
Like he is in his seventies. And and they were the, the thing that is most enduring in Mad Max is Mel Gibson as Mad Max. That's what that's the thing that people love more than anything about Mad Max. And they recast the 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 part with a younger guy who did a great job and yeah. made the movie not about really about Mad Max. Mad Max is a supporting character in his own movie. It's actually Furious movie. Yeah, intentionally, but yeah. the point—I mean, it's a—it's ve- a feminine. It's a real f- movie about feminism, truly, yeah. like uh, about the dying patriarchy. In any case, my point being is that it was this smash, smash success as we, as we talked about. It just like blew up creatively, critically, everything. Yeah, it just—it yeah. un- unbelievable, unbelievable that because if if you on paper that doesn't make sense wait you're going to take something that was from where the last sequel was 30 years ago you're going to make a follow-up to that it's technically the fourth film it's technically the fourth it's not a remake per se you know um uh what's his he, uh, tie in comments he always said he didn't care about continuity though so no he really didn't matter. he didn't yeah. he never cared about continuity he's but, got that raimi like doesn't really matter yeah. evil dead continuity right. don't worry about right. it. right yeah. um and so so you have that so now now look at look at karate kid we're gonna take something that is third that happened third the last film was 30 years prior i think because it was 88 2018 something like that mm-hmm. we're going to make it center like i remember when i heard cobra kai well like, who wants that that's a, what a weird series it, to do. not only was the announcement like huh it was on youtube red which made it yeah. seem even more like come on it's yeah. like that seemed like a like a, it seems like a just not gonna have any punch to it right uh, pun intended um and and it was yeah. just like it, so it's like the idea that you're going to make a series a, a web series around the villain or the antagonist have you of the original karate kid call it cobra kai like you're not even gonna bank on you know the name calling karate it kid. the name karate kid there like there's no, everything about this on can paper I, is can wrong. i do it aside and say that sure. i think you could i i was watching the fourth season i was like you know this doesn't need to be called cobra kai anymore it could no, totally be called the karate kids it's you could like, just call it the karate, <laughs> the karate kids karate or you kids, could spin yeah. it off when those guys because those guys are going to exit at some point and yeah. those kids and here's what they've done as you said, you it's Karate Kids, Degrassi High. And some people are like, I don't care about the relationship between the kids. I just like the – there's something for everybody. There's something for the older I like demographic. Both. I think both work. I, I love everything. I have yeah. no issue with any of it. But what's yeah. so what's so brilliant, and it's like, again, look at how – look at the success story of Cobra Kai. And then also you can relate it back to the Star Wars sequel trilogy. We have our, we have our, sorry, we can't ever go without because Bob, because Bob, everything ties back to Star Wars. By the way, Book of Boba Fett, episode two, phenomenal. Another, for another conversation. Episode one didn't win me over. Didn't win me over. Episode two. What about two? Oh my God. Oh my God. Two was like, I was like, (laughs) I've always, I've always hated Boba Fett. So I was really resistant to a yeah, Boba I was Fett always, show. I'm, I'm always not like, a, whatever about Boba I am Fett. not a, I hate Boba Fett because people okay. loved him so much. But the second loved without talking doing about nothing. It, the second episode, <laughs> I was like, Yes. All right, fine. I'll like <laughs> yeah. Boba Fett. Damn it. You got me 40 years later. As soon you know? as as soon as we saw as soon as we saw what came out on that giant uh whatever you want to call it, uh 
as soon as we saw what was being carried out into the main street, I said, ding, 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 sold, sold. Notice how we didn't spoil it because yeah, no it's, spoiling. we didn't spoil that one. But um, to go back to, to Wait, go back Disney, to Disney needs to do a Star Wars show without sand next. Let's let, let's get right. away from the sand and the Mandalorian helmets. But, right. Okay. Anyway, no, but here's sorry. my point. Here's my point. My point is, is that Cobra Kai not only embraces all of its older characters, but introduces us to new ones that are deeply tied to the, we're like, we're going to give you Johnny Lawrence's son. We're going to give you Daniel LaRusso's daughter. We're going to introduce all these kids and we're going to watch the kids. Some kids like Eli, we're going to watch him turn into Hawk. We're going to watch, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Dimitri. We were going to watch him become, you know, uh, a badass and get the girl and that kind of thing. And we just slowly but surely we and then we mix them all together. And you just look at that and you go, why couldn't Star Wars have done that? Like, that's that's what you wanted to do. Like, you just didn't know yeah, what you were it, doing. I think, you know? yeah, if you if we really want to talk about this comparison, the shame of the Star Wars sequel trilogy is that we don't have Leia, Luke and Han together on screen through three movies like training guiding the kids right that's all you needed to do and and cobra kai (laughs) no cobra kai is essentially like what went wrong with it i'm not saying this is how they wrote it but you could say like they looked at that and said what didn't go right here right and like okay we'll do the opposite of that we'll actually have danny and johnny and we'll have crease and we'll have everyone that you love give us everything that we want but here's the funny thing is that you know i i revisited all three uh karate kid films before i dived into cobra kai Mm -hmm. but it's like i didn't like cobra kai is not something i knew i wanted like it was just yeah i would would have been like leave it alone before all this happened i I mean i just wouldn't have i didn't carry their way i just was never attached to the karate kid and what's funny is karate kid i just want to say that right i'm I'm a big karate kid fan and the series is directed by john alveson who also directed rocky Rocky. and rocky five and um, it's just interesting how I never, you know, when you look at the Karate Kid and Rocky, they are s- they're spiritually connected, not Karate just by Kid, the director, but Karate just, Kid is essentially Rocky Jr. Yeah, I mean, it's just it really it's is. An, I mean, it's just a underdog story, and yeah, so it's, it's like story, yeah. a sports and, movie, underdog sports, right? Movie. It's an yeah. underdog sports movie, and yeah. and and the series it completely embraces the history of the films. There's they don't turn away from everything. Instead. They run at it head on and try and have and have successfully folded in because we've 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 now spanned all three original films with the tiebacks. They have now successfully uh, folded in every single thing. And if they yeah, every, really. And you know what's cool is like the way they wrote these is like there is some degree of especially with the first season where they're like. Daniel's story is kind of right now for as far as the audience is concerned over like Daniel oh, yeah. is no longer the interesting character anymore because Daniel is obviously a success. He won. He has his he, he actually found a father figure by the end right. of the Karate Kid trilogy. Daniel doesn't have much else to grow. He's like he is the man he's going to be. And right. that, that will continue to be good. But so they give us who is the protagonist? Who do we look for? The villains throughout this entire it's, series and they the flip it dude are, yeah the it, antagonist is someone who yeah. has already completed their arc and therefore is going to be a constant as an antagonist which yeah. is so fascinating 
Yeah. You just don't uh, see the sun. Yeah, and they and they not and they did it in a way I never thought <laughs> I never thought I would see number one, I never thought that I would see John Kreese as like the overarching villain on a multi season long television show Holy to the point where crap. It, the point that we're at a point where like seeing John Kreese on screen isn't a big deal anymore is nuts to me. Right. I'm oh, like, I never my thought mind, I would see John Kreese. My brain again. melted. My brain <laughs> right. melted when they brought him back. Right. I, I just and, now, and now he's just like he is. He is a force of nature and he just is on screen and you accept it. It's not weird or surprising anymore. It's just John Kreese is back with us. He's yep. back with humanity. And then I never thought I would see like a deep, in-depth war story involving John Kreese that justifies bringing back the bad guy from <laughs> Karate Kid Three. Like they went so in-depth on the on Terry Silver, they spent an entire season introducing him back, an entire season showing his fall back to grace of evil. And now we're going to get, you know, obviously, like, oh, my God, the, the, we're going to see Terry Silver at his absolute worst without even, you know, without anyone to stop him, maybe worse than he was in the 80s. Right. Well, here's the thing. What <laughs> is know? it when you look at the id and the super ego? What is John Kreese yeah. and what is what is Terry Silver? Terry Silver is the id yes. to John Kreese's super ego. And now yeah. that what happens is that the the id has had the super ego arrested so now the id is unleashed with no checks and balances and he's arguably they've even given him like the tools where he's richer than ever before he's right so he like and also like they starved him of everything he used to love and have fun with for 30 years he became a good guy and now yeah. they made him like dive back in, and now he's like thirsty to make up all that lost time His, where he didn't get to like ruin people's lives. That, I would argue that is another slight, slight sort of like I needed a little bit more. Like I needed to see that that un that unraveling back to what he was a little bit more because he just kind of like decides. After I don't know, Chris, man. Him him beating up uh, what's what's the fat guy's name? Stingray. Him beating up Stingray, I thought was no, a but good I'm talking, point. I, that's not what I'm talking about, though. Okay, and okay. yes, I agree. He's. I'm talking about at the very beginning because he initially tells John he hangs up on John Kreese. He's like, John Kreese, get away from me. And John Kreese, all he says is like, you should have known. Like, oh, he kicks a wine bottle. That's what I'm referring to. That's the moment where he goes back to being Terry Silver. Not like, really. I, I think it's I think it's more the he's not this is a casino royale of his character. Casino I, I Roy, that ca- reference doesn't work for me because I'm oh, yeah. uh the okay, the Daniel Craig Casino Royale, he's not technically not the James Bond we know until the last scene. Okay. Like the whole like he's working up to it the whole movie, and then okay. eventually he is James then they play the theme song, he is James Bond in the last scene. In gotcha. this season, season four of Cobra Kai, Terry yeah. Silver is kind of not Terry Silver the whole time. He's kidding there. He's got the spice, but he's not there. At the very end, that last scene, you're like, all right, now this motherfucker. Let's talk about Stingray for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Stingray. My yeah. absolute, probably my favorite character. In I mean, the... yeah, he's great. He I looks kind of like, he looks like me and you had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is, yeah. he is the, he's just, there's just he's so a fan m- of Karate Kid watching the show on the show. I, I just love <laughs> I love I loved his I loved his arc in what was it season two, mm-hmm. and then we don't see him for a whole season, and then he comes back. Was he in season three at all? I don't think so. I don't. I can't remember. I'd have to no. revisit season three. 
He's not. And so, like, to see him come back, hmm, that's interesting. To see him come back and use this something other than a punchline is very interesting. I, I, I just, I just I have not seen it. all man. I, I just, I, I just absolutely loved seeing Stingray come back and the way they introduce him. And he's just, he's, he's, he's such like a lovable guy. Like he's such a lovable doof. And I, I, I just like, I literally, my heart was breaking when Crease rejects him. Like, my heart was breaking watching him get beat up. That was terrible. Well, I mean, that obviously that yeah, obviously, too, but like, 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 yeah, like, but like just seeing his face, like the range of emotion, like that performance was so good. Like, like Crease is in his face yelling at him and this guy who literally spent a whole season on house arrest like he like with his one thought the one thing that he has to live for he goes there and like only to be told like we hate you and you never be cobra kai and like his brain can't comprehend or process this so he goes this is a test this let's, has to be a test let's bring it back to let's bring it back to star wars for a second okay he he is a, a not annoying, much more, much better used Jar Jar Binks. Whoa! As in, like, oh. he's the complete. He comes on as the complete comic relief. His yeah. involvement literally is responsible for the downfall of everything. Yes, just like Jar Jar Binks. Did you just think of that just now? Yeah, that's that was very that i i, I mean well, i, I agree star was on the brain because of you so yeah well but yeah you know what i mean like like he is he he started out as a joke he becomes a pivotal plot point right but at no point is i mean you know you can we can talk about jar jar Binks on another show he's not annoying he's funny he's not slightly and, racist and actually, or he's not a racist stereotype right <laughs> and but I actually believed his I still believed his character by the end of season four. Like it didn't oh, seem yeah. implausible that what happened happened. It didn't feel out of place. No, like, they, it was, they used, it was, that was excellent. dude. They literally used Stingray to the best of their ability. Writing wise. It's cre- chef's incredible. Kiss. Chef kiss yeah. on Stingray. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was wondering how that was going to play out, like what that was tying into. And when 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 Terry Silver just starts beating the crap out of him, I mean, that's probably the mm. darkest. That's pro- that I would say that we're is... in new territory now. We're in new territory. You know, it's funny. Like some were like, Crease wouldn't know, even do that, right? Crease would never do that. do that. And yeah. you know what's interesting? Like, oh, you know, Tori using her right her her claws on on uh, on Larusso. Um, what's her first name? Danielle. Danielle. What is her name? No. Uh, I, I'm bad with character names. Oh my god, I'm having a, I'm drawing a blank. The, the girl, uh, I'm, gonna bring, I'm gonna bring up out uh, of the IMDb page yeah. just so we okay. don't have this problem anymore. When she slices her and there's like that whole like PTSD thing, like that was kind of dark. Well, I you mean, know. she was almost basically arguably trying to kill her, right? Yeah, I mean, and like, I mean, like Miguel, like taking the tumble was dark, but yeah. none of that. I think all of that pales in comparison to, like in a in like a back room at cobra kai sam like like ter- sam right why did i i can't believe i blanked yeah on i that. know i blanked too i should um, know yeah to see terry a drunken terry silver beating the crap out of stingray like this loyal puppy dog that's what he is he's just a loyal well, lovable I, puppy dog i can't like, tell you how much i love this season too i know people complain oh. about it but to me i was like this is exactly what I want because not only was it's that a great most, season, dude. That's the only that's the most rotten, 
like scene I we saw up until that moment. And then the cliffhanger makes it ten times more real. Oh, he's he is a it's, he's it's the wonderful. best. It's 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 mustache twirling evil, which is I was about to say. Wanted. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing too. Yeah. Here's the other thing too, and this goes back to what I was trying that I can't. It's the thing that I can't put into words. Just that it's this is the flip side of the what we were discussing about like how everybody really believes in what they're doing and like at like karate matters, like karate is life. The flip side of that is like these evil villains being evil for the sake of being evil. Like, like John Kreese and Terry Silver are kind of one dimensional in this way. Like, in they're the sense real of real like, 80s villains, and that's why we just, love them. <laughs> yeah, like they're yeah. just they're just eat like we'll get those Miyagi dos and it was we'll... a simpler time, Jeff. I mean yeah, that's it, when our villains were villains and our heroes yeah, were heroes, right? But, yeah. But but what's just so great about it is that like let's go over and pay them a visit and go <laughs> like I don't know how to explain that, but it's just also like... they keep talking about <laughs> don't you want to finish what we started? I'm like yeah. So wait, what the, to have a winning karate studio? Like, what are you talking? About? <laughs> but that's like. But Terry Silver at least has the plan where he's like, he when he says that, Kreese thinks he means a winning studio. Terry Silver has franchise in his mind. See, he's a true '80s villain. All yeah. he's thinking about is the '80s businessman, the true toxicity of American like capitalism More. and everything. Yes, it actually has nothing to do with karate. He wants to be a billionaire, but of karate, you he's know? Uh, he wants to be a billionaire of karate. But also, yeah. Terry Silver is like, he, I mean, his his '80s his '80s villainous villainous is rooted in the reality of like person with more money than he knows what to do with for a million lifetimes is going to be bored and then take something on as his plaything, which is also a very eighties motivation. And I believe also kind of the motivation of like karate kid three is literally almost like it's, it's like revenge. It's like sadomasochistic, Omar. It's yeah, like, but it's like yeah. revenge. It's like it's like let's get revenge on a on an underage karate kid. Remember that they make the, the joke. Remember? Like, he he describes Karate Kid three like Terry Silver says like I was literally harassing a child. It was insane. <laughs> like I loved how he recognizes it. Then his fall from grace. He's just like, eh, I'm gonna go do this to a bunch of kids now. <laughs> like he yeah. just like he's so bored. He's so rich. He's and the he's guy so that's like during that he's... sex, he's like, choke me. And he's like, that's not enough. You got to start carving up my dick with a knife. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, it's <laughs> never enough because he just keeps getting bored with everything he does. He's just he's so he's so bored by like, you know, uh, he, he like like, you know, like trading places style. Let's make a bet for a dollar. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. just just we don't uh, w w w I, I don't know do what remember, else to do. Do you remember the episode of Futurama where they had the ultimate villain and it was the 80s businessman? I've seen every single episode of Futurama. But if you don't years. remember, it's I, I don't think I the 80s remember. businessman episode of Futurama where like it turned out. Yes, like, he was on Coke, Amy. You're right. He was absolutely on Coke. But like the 80s businessman on that show was considered to be the ultimate villain. And Terry Silver is the best screen representation i feel of that character right and, you know and so like that's manifesting itself on cobra kai even better than it could in karate kid 3 because he's literally doing this to turn it into a business him wanting that win at the end is not about honor it is not about having the kids uh be the best it is about the fact that he has to use that clown to sell more dojos well, what's that's funny true. is what's, it's so empty and amazing, <laughs> but that's also, but what's funny is 
but what's funny is that is also the I mean, that's also what the 80s was all about as well in the sense of like it's like economics, right? No. Yeah. But you had to win. You could not get the spot. Like, for instance, in thrashing, like the dude's goal, uh, Josh Brolin's goal is he has to win the downhill. I forget the name of it. The uh, the the crazy deadly race kind of very. I mean, thrashing is literally uh, airborne. Airborne is is literally a remake of thrashing. The same it's way, a different sport. the devil's yeah. yeah, the devil's backbone race. I like airborne more. If I, had to I like it. I if I had to choose, yeah. I would choose airborne as well because I grew up with airborne. I do not go grow up with thrashing. Yeah. I, by the way, I could do a whole episode about airborne, and I got to tell you, the moment that it's streaming again, because I like don't want to pay like a billion dollars for the out of print uh dvd like dinky dvd it's like wait streaming. for like i don't think it's streaming and shout uh shout factory has not put out anything yet but i feel like that's such a shout Dude, factory how title. awesome would like a jack black commentary on that movie be? oh my god jack see by the way for anybody who watches the walking dead jack early 90s jack black that's negan okay if you want who like real negan that's negan if you watch the never ending story part three, Jack Black plays the bully with a leather jacket, and that is Negan. If you want like, to hear a breakdown of Never Ending Story Three, you can go to my podcast. We did it a long time ago. Oh, you ago. did? Oh, yeah. I will definitely check out that episode. I will I'll send you a link. Yeah, it's on it's a episode of bonus of bonus disc. We did that a long time ago. Where, I've where never can, laughed. Where harder. can people where can people find that if they want to uh, uh, go to Thundergrunt.com or look up Thundergrunt on your podcast app and it's way, way deep back in the uh feed. Like we're talking like five, six, seven years. But it's there. It, you can Google it probably. It's on YouTube. He was um, yes, Terry, Terry, Terry Silver is well aware of how high he was during those days. I also wanted to say Airborne is $9.99 to rent on YouTube or uh, $2.99 to rent on YouTube and $9.99. That's to buy. not bad, actually. That's not I, buy. Could, I, 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 I could rent it for three. I would pay three bucks. I'd buy it idea. for 10 bucks. I'd want to own it. I, I really you know, it. I would want if I'm going to own it for 10 bucks, I'd rather just buy it on Blu-ray. Like I still love physical media like that. I can't buy digital files. I just, I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not own disagreeing, it. but for 10 bucks, I can watch it on anywhere yeah, why not yeah i mean it <laughs> yeah. really is that it really is that great i'd love to do i'd love I have to have a vhs wiley vhs oh my wiley, god it's right. so great dude and right, I, right. say, I said on your show there's a there's an airborne reference in like austin powers too where they say where he calls him wiley yes you did yeah. you did yeah. you did uh you did mention that yeah and seth green said it you confirmed it it's the same plot as thrashing in any case yeah in any case the yeah but the the notion of like the notion of literally doing something because you're just really bored and you oh no that's not it what makes it was, him 10 times no 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 it makes him 10 times more dangerous than crease because if anything crease is mentally ill straight up we're not arguing yeah that. he is mentally ill but crease for crease it is about honor and empower like he does believe in cobra kai as an entity he wants these children to be the absolute best warriors on earth he believes in the actual art and power of it. Terry Silver has none of that. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that at all. His motivation is literally winning and money. The yeah. winning makes the money. And I and was it really makes him not bored, like you said. It's something to do. It's literally just right. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Yeah. And 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 you know, the thing too is like I'm I was wondering, I'm like, okay. 
how Cobra Kai, what sets Cobra Kai apart from the Karate Kid is that Cobra Kai wins. Cobra mm-hmm. Kai wins several times. And it's like, then Miyagi-Do wins one, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and now it's like, like the, the stakes are so high. You're thinking, oh, well, Miyagi-Do has to succeed. But that's not really what the show is about. And now, I think also the show has done a great job in showing that Cobra Kai's methods, hello, Cobra Kai's methods are honestly better for tournament karate. Miyagi's yeah. methods are better for life and non and like every time Mr. Miyagi kicked people's ass in those movies, it had nothing to do with points or anything. He could Mr. Miyagi could take you out in a normal situation yeah. day day cuz he just he is like the master of zen and he can do anything, right? But but like Cobra Kai's methods work better when you're taking down points in a tournament like it's a video game or a board game, right? right. Like and the show kind of has aware of that. Like yeah, they're going to win more because they do go for the throat. That's what a tournament is about, is actual winning. It's not about finding balance and finding who you are in life. Miyagi-Do right. is better for that, you know? Right. Yeah, so I think those guys have paid that off, like the reality of the fact that Cobra Kai would win. What? What? Uh, the other thing that... Just, really, like, like, just like Apollo Creed would win. He right. won in Rocky, because he would have right. won. Right. And, you know, what, what Cobra Kai does incredibly well is it's very economical with its characters we 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 meet new characters from time to time when when it when it's really necessary we get mm-hmm. new characters but what cobra kai has managed to do over four seasons is use the characters that it has and shifted alliances all over the board you have sam dating miguel then sam dates robbie then uh miguel dates tori then now tori is uh, and is dating Robbie and Miguel is back with Sam. Like they just sort of, and these are four people. They like, they've done all yeah. these different, <laughs> they really, like, they really combinations. Have like a singles party here. Or, uh... Well, it's just interesting, <laughs> like how they've like yeah. shifted allegiances and like they've yeah, shifted yeah. teams and, you know, Hawk went from being, we, we saw Hawk's uh, descent think... into Hawk and at lowest point being but... breaking his best friend's arm, which was a great low point. Both of us are, are grown adult men. But I can say that I don't I'm not bothered by that because kids yeah. change their allegiances constantly. Kids are fleeting and they're, you know, fickle. Like that's what kids right. are. They none of the thing none of those kids know who they are. Right. The show. You know, and the adults, they kind of they kind of play off the fact that the adults kind of don't know who they are. Johnny and Danny don't Daniel don't know. Who they are still, even after all these years, even after. Well, that's why Daniel LaRusso goes back to karate after all that time. By the way, what's up, Mr. Mr. Red slash Mr. Black? I don't know why you keep changing your handle, but you do. You do what you got to do, Lark Bark. Um, (laughs) Lark Bark's a cool name. I like Lark Bark. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, you know, Daniel LaRusso is in a way he is no different than terry silver in a certain way maybe he's not well, he, I, he is different but they set him up in the beginning of the show like he might be the same as that no you know, well like, what i mean is just... he's he's different in the sense that like daniel Larusso's goals are to carry on the legacy of miyagi do and miyagi do's values i think mm-hmm. we can agree that that's what he is 
That's all, his life's passion. That's what it matters. Right. But when he started out, he didn't feel the need to do that until he saw that Cobra Kai was back. When he saw that Cobra Kai had returned, he felt that that their Miyagi would want there to be balance. And so he's got to bring back Miyagi-Do in order to sort of balance that out. And then, but but it starts off as him being a super rich dude who, with, you know, uh, looking for a project. And that became his project, you know? He's not, we don't meet Daniel broken. Daniel's no, not broken no, at no. the beginning of the show. Johnny's broken. Johnny is so intensely broken, and that's right. what makes him more interesting. And he started off as like a rich. He started off as the rich kid antagonist, and Larusso was the uh, poor underdog who's now like the rich business owner, uh, going to the night the 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 country club that Johnny belonged to as a kid. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just inter- It's interesting how they sort of shift, and they always. It, they always they're like in order for the show to work, in order for the show to retain its flavor and spice, LaRusso and Lawrence always have to find a reason to be at odds with each other. We can never have they can the, the it's like the 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 showrunners slash writers have said, okay, there could be moments where they team up because they ultimately are on the same side at the end of the day. There's moments where they could team up, but they always have to be at odds with each other in some way. And that's very much the Goku Vegeta relationship from Dragon it's, Ball Z. I'll, I'm, I'll take your word for it. I was also going to say it's, it's the it's same kinda, exact it's thing. It's kind of your buddy cop formula too. It's like a 48 hours type of deal. Like they, they do hate each other and they are at odds, but it's so satisfying for us when they're, when they're like cordial with each other, when they're actually buddies. Like, I think it was season two when they actually started becoming friends for a moment. Right. I was like, God, but in order, so good. Like, yeah, but you need so diet. But you need dynamics. You need dynamics. You need parabolics. You need parabolics in this order season, for them. This season, it was it wasn't about the two of them being personally like friction, having friction. It was like their ways of karate having friction. Now, you know that's well, what this whole season was. Again, another another small complaint. So small, like non-existent. But like it de- definitely when I think about it, when I think about it now, um. This is absolutely uh, another sort of like small bit of contention is like they clearly have found a common cause to team up with mm-hmm. to team up against like the fact that Terry Silver and, and Crease are 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 all are, have joined forces again, which only they means absolutely to, to Daniel remember that. Right. But like yeah. it does mean something to Johnny in the extent that Robbie is now. Yeah. yeah, yeah and Robbie yeah. has Crease. So like they both have well, like they- these very important motivations for for teaming up and yet they find an excuse to be at odds with each other because they have to for the sake of the show which is okay i, don't know if I agree I'm okay here's, with that i, I think here's i think i think what it wavers a little bit but that's okay i don't I'm think okay it wavers i think the payoff is very late in the season sorry yeah <laughs> I, think the, <clears throat> I think the payoff is at the tournament because it took so much pressure for daniel and johnny to just admit that there is a mixture and a new version of both of their types of uh, their types of dojo that can actually maybe make a difference here. They didn't win with it, but the fact that the ending of the show is that is Daniel admitting, okay, maybe some aggression might work. Right. That was like... what it, that was the build up to everything. Daniel was immovable. To Mister Miyagi is his like lord and savior. He is a totem. He is, he can't far more. I think far more 
of uh, see, I, I, but I kind of rolled my eyes at all that. I I think at what at him at worshiping. Well, I just I, like, I just feel the like they knew they knew who they they knew who they were. Like yeah. Johnny knows who who Daniel is, and Daniel knows who Johnny is, and they have to team up and do this thing. For the and sake of course, of the they're going to. Right. And for the sake yeah. of the kids, and of course, they're yeah. going to rub each other the wrong way. But like, are they ultimately going to let rubbing the rubbing of each other the wrong way get in the way far more of a better conflict, which they do introduce in the season? Eh. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. The the jealousy about Miguel. Now, that was not only interesting, but felt like a much better motivator. Right. For but maybe I, Jeff, Johnny think- being so abrasive. But they, to Daniel LaRusso. Maybe you're just reading it differently than me, but that was the motivator. Like, it's not just about the fact he doesn't agree with Dan, Daniel's teachings. It's the fact that it's that on top of the fact that he's stealing his new surrogate son. Yeah. I yes. mean, it's there. It's right they, there. They, in the go, text. they yeah. go hand in hand. Yeah. But one feels like, oh, they're friends again. And they, again, the spice of the show is when they're antagonists to each other. So therefore... We, but it has to be like that sort of like it's like a friendly sort of playful antagonism, and we have to keep that going somehow. It, so let's figure out an excuse for them to be at each other at, at odds with each other by making oh well you know Eagle Fang is too like of course we already know that we've been we've been doing this show for well, three seasons we it, know that this, Eagle Fang is too aggressive and Miyagi Do is all defensive. So it's, it's season four to me was more about Daniel than it was Johnny. And I think some people are reading that when they say that this was a weak season. But to me, I was like, mm-hmm. this is kind of an important season because the person who changes the season the most is Daniel, which we haven't had yet. In four, this is the first season where Daniel really I, changed. Yes, I think you're so, right about yeah, that. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny has kind of grown up as much as I think we're going to get him to. I don't. Yeah, Bob Saget. We, we 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 literally talked about it for like 13 minutes yeah. before the show began. Don't worry, yeah, we it's there. It's we there. covered it, Lark Park. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so I think Johnny is sort. Of, Johnny might have some more like technical stuff to learn, but I don't yeah. know if he can actually grow up any more than we forced him to at this point. I think he might be no, done he's, cooking. No, and, he's absolutely yeah. done. No, no, no. Actually, and, in the well, no, no. I was going to say at the end, him and Robbie make up. That's the him, final yeah. piece. I think that's I the think, final piece. I think that's where that's where he is because I don't think the show is going to go on much longer. I think maybe we get one or two, more one seasons. or two more seasons. So, I guarantee you, they squeeze it out for two more seasons. I, I think they will. But Daniel needed to learn that Mr. Miyagi was perfect for him, and Mr. Miyagi's teachings were perfect for Mr. Miyagi. But Daniel needed to learn that sometimes you break rules. And sometimes you make your own way. They even cut to that clip of Mr. Miyagi saying, one day you do you, basically, right? Yeah, like, but like he needed yeah, but... to learn that lesson, which it was from Karate Kid 3. Yeah, but you know what's hilarious? Like, yeah. what, what's hilarious about that a little bit is that like, I like karate... clip from Karate Kid 3. I know. I mean, it was amazing to see clips from Karate Kid 3 because Karate Kid 3 is a really messy film. And like, it's a messy film, but it's got great like... shit in it. Yeah, but they're like, you know, like, oh, what's what's the karate lesson going to be in this film? Root. Always return to root. Like, it just had nothing. It it just sounded whimsical, but it, like, had nothing to do with anything, really. And yeah, it was but just they like, used the other, the other thing he said perfectly, which was that you have to make up your own style. Like, Daniel right. has well, been they using his... that one soundbite to, to make no, it work. No, but I'm saying, no, it does work, though. It does work. No, they it does. It, I, I agree. That. Like, they they, like... 
they said, what is Daniel's problem this season? And what's his problem through the whole show? He came back to karate. And as yeah. far as he's concerned, Mr. Miyagi is untouchable. And he wants to kind of be Mr. Miyagi. And that was, and so now they finally tackled the point where he's like, no, 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 you got to be yourself. Mr. Yeah. Miyagi even told you that. So now, when we, as going forward, I think Daniel's going to be a little more pliable, a little more malleable. He's going to say, like, okay, if we're going to do this, we got to, you know, they have to join forces now, too, because the franchise. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was okay. So let's talk about that. I saw let's, about the cliffhanger. So the cliffhanger is so back in season two. Was it season two or season three? I don't remember. Season three. It was season three that they tackled yeah. Karate Kid 2. Yeah. It's which like is one season. Yeah. They're doing it. Yeah. Which, which was just, I mean, the fact that they went back there and like had all those uh, actors like from season two. I mean, oh, from amazing. Karate Kid. Just Even the little girl awesome. he saved. When they had the little girl he saved, yeah. I was like, oh my. I could literally cried. I cried. Was that Was that the actual actress mm -hmm. too? I'm almost positive it was. Yeah. I, I, mean, that, I mean, that's just so unreal that they were. That kind of continuity is just spells out success. I'm going to check, Jeff, just in case I'm, you know, and people can say, oh, you're just pushing on our nostalgia buttons and blah, blah, blah. But it's but like, yes, yeah, right. so it's fucking well. what? But it's written well. So, so what? Who cares? I even, I even, it's perfect. Talking about uh, season three, I said, look, there is a little too many coincidences when he needed that, like, he needed that car company to agree to sell him the cars. And it turned out the woman in charge. Yeah of the honda whatever was the girl he saved in karate kid too i was like you know what that is a coincidence that is just a step too far but i was like because the tone is what it is i'm willing to forgive it see I'm what we should get forgive it what we should get is I, what i kind of wish we had was uh miyagi secret love child that like ends up that. being uh, uh i mean you know what after terry silver i feel like that's the ultimate big bad like that's season six Final, final. The, the the battle for Miyagi Do is the long lost because that is so integral to Miyagi's story. Is that he his his wife died and she was like pregnant with the child or something, right? Wasn't mm -hmm. that what happened yeah. to Miyagi? Like that that was like I don't I mean, think that, they'll do that. I don't think that's gonna happen. Oh, but it would be <laughs> no. I want yeah. it to. Ha it has to happen. The, the, we're going to get the lost Miyagi love child and Dan Daniel son will ultimately have to go up against him and that will be, or maybe even better. It's not a him. It's a daughter and he has to fight the daughter or something. I don't know. Like that's the ultimate, like to, to, to defeat uh, because here's the thing. Now you're introducing like this, like this weird, like, cause, cause Daniel was the surrogate son of Miyagi so to find that it's the same stuff that Robbie, the the triangle between Robbie, Johnny, and and Daniel, you know, where Daniel has taken Robbie under his wing, even though Johnny's his real father. It's the same thing, where it's like Miyagi's long lost love child is, um, you know, not as much of a, uh, you know, maybe biologically related to Miyagi, but Daniel is the real son or. You know, it was the actual like spiritual DNA of Miyagi Do. Right, right. So it's like it turns. I don't know. Into, I don't, we'll see if they go. And there. chosen, chosen's gonna die because, you know. I hope it, not. I don't. I, no, I don't want chosen to die either. But chosen's gonna get killed by Miyagi's love child, because, like, somebody's gonna have to die. And then chosen turns to Daniel-san is like, "Do not let 
Miyagi don't die. And like he then they have to go to um like some sort of like uh uh South Pacific uh fighting, like underground fighting tournament. <laughs> oh, Jeff, I don't think they're gonna do that. Well no it's no no the grassy, it's still Sam, grassy, No 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 man. Sam is gonna get kidnapped by Miyagi's <laughs> child. <laughs> You're now, now you're turning Daniel's, it into a soap it is a soap opera, but Daniel has to yeah. go and rescue, and then Johnny Lawrence teams up with Daniel to do that, along with Robbie and Miguel. Yeah. And Hawk has to be there too. And Demetria. <laughs> they all go. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I just looked it up. Yeah. It is the and same I, actress. And I'm right. And I'm right. It's the same actress. And here's the even cooler part. Her name is Tracy Toguchi. Okay. And what's awesome is if you go to IMDB, her first acting credit in 1986 is Ginger uh Girl Bell Ringer from Karate Kid Part Two. And her most go. recent Last credit is Cobra Oh, Kai. man. Full so, circle. Full, full circle. circle. She hasn't, the last time she acted before Cobra And Kai the was only two times 20... she ever acted. <laughs> no, no, no. She did other stuff. She was both on Hawaii Five O okay. and Magnum P.I., the new versions. There you go. There you go. So that's But she hasn't acted that much since the 80s. Her and I, let's say she never acts again. I don't want that to be true, but it would literally begin with Karate Kid 2 and end with Cobra Kai. All things begin and end and with the Karate Kid balance, right? Balance, but so in terms of where things are going to go, I, yeah, I, I first of all, I loved what happened with Miguel, love that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is cool, like you know, uh, because again, it was like, well, what are they going to do? It's just going to be the same old, it's just like the Rocky films, the same old formula. Got to do the final battle. Got to fight. Got to win. And they nothing find a way. That. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But like yeah. you know, again, if they're trying to keep the show going, they turned it into a contrivance. This is a story contrivance that we've seen before in like various media, where oh, you know, someone runs away, and then we got to travel to some exotic location to rescue them or find them, which is fine. And we're going to find Miguel like a Rambo movie, you know, like he's been training in like right. chopping wood. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I love. Well, you're going to have the whole thing where he does find his father. His father's probably yeah. running a cartel. He does find his father and Johnny Lawrence. I love the, the relationship between Johnny Lawrence and Miguel is so wonderful. Right. I when they love went to it. that Twisted Sister show, was anything better? Oh, my God. I love it. You know what? Just like seeing him not give up on Miguel, who was yeah. like couldn't walk and like just doing everything he could to help him. Like just the 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 love. And it just goes to show He's you his that heart. it's his heart. Yeah. You don't have to be related to someone for them to be your family. Like right. that is the ultimate example of like chosen family where like, you know, I like when 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 someone means something so much to you it doesn't matter if they're your blood and the thing that you ultimately you know part of like i guess having children or whatever is that you're passing on your genetic information or whatever it may be you're passing on your traits you're passing on this when you adopt someone or take them under your wing you're still passing on your essence you're teaching them your values you're you're teaching them your you know like like the essence of you still gets transferred. It's ultimately the same thing. It just it's, comes about in a different it's way. It's basically blood at that point, you know, it's, you know, so it's, like it's, thick. it's what is it? Uh, no, but I just mean in the sense that like, I, I just mean in the sense of like, if you, if like when you adopt someone and like you, you show them like when you raise them to uh, like in a, in a, po hopefully in a positive way, but like, sh like pass along, 
you know, you could still pass along your essence without having any biological relation and have that essence stick to said person. And even when you're gone, that essence will be there. And it's like, Mm -hmm. like, that's what I mean to say. Like, there's like, there's like that in addition to like, there's many different ways to be a, to be a parent in that kind of way. And to see Johnny Lawrence, he does that with his karate you know, for Miguel, it's just so beautiful. It's like one of I my also favorite feel parts like, of the show. I feel like, yeah, I also feel like that's the jumping off point for the show. That's where the show started. Right. So that's, right. I th- I feel like these guys are really into classic storytelling that like they grew up with. So I, mm-hmm. I imagine that we are wrapping up because eventually he's going to, oh, yeah. like you just said, he's going to find his father. Johnny's going to challenge his father in some to way. Fight. And, yeah, they're going to fight. Pro- he's going to prove that he cares more about Miguel than his actual father ever did. Yeah. And that is kind of the whole arc of the show because Johnny started out needing that connection. classic Uncle yeah. Phil, classic Uncle Phil, Uncle arc, Phil energy. Right. right? Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. Will's dad says he'll be back in five minutes. And then why doesn't he love me, man? And then they yeah. Hug. Why doesn't he love me, man? And then they hug like right. that. You're definitely going to get that vibe. It's in the amazing. Next thing. We both know that moment. Yeah, from a show that was in the '90s, and we didn't even have to flinch. It's a from powerful. That's moment. a power. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a powerful episode. You yeah. also have it in Saved by the Bell yeah. with with Mister Belding's younger brother, who is supposed to take the kids on the whitewater rafting trip, and like totally like flakes on them. And then Mister Belding, like the lesser cool brother, like steps up and and takes them on the whitewater rafting trip. Yeah, so yeah. you know, uh, but like. I just, I, I, yeah, they probably are. They're they're definitely close to the end, and I'm okay with that too. It's a very yeah. I don't want them to run out of steam, and I I I can't wait to see where they take Terry Silver. Like by the end of this season, I was like, all right, now we've got a whole new level of villain. So I will say this: let's see where it goes, and this has to be the end. Though you can't go more evil. The relationship, the relationships, like between like Tori and Robbie and uh, Miguel and Sam, I feel like those have cashed already. Like mm-hmm. we, like if they continue to develop, like whatever. But I'm just kind of like, we don't need this to be the focus of storylines anymore because it's just like we've done everything there is to do. We've, I don't know, maybe I you think just they know leave. that too. I think they know. It. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- we don't need to see that. What now? What is interesting? They, they inch, they start, they fold they fold in Anthony LaRusso into the season. They're setting him up for joining the ranks of Miyagi-Do with some stuff that's happening. And I don't know if it's the same actors from the first season. It is. It is. They literally call attention to it. He lost weight and he had a growth spurt. Yeah. Like for real, in real life. Yeah. He, I mean, the kid transformed. transformed. Absolutely transformed. So I wasn't sure. That's why I wasn't sure if it was the same kid. Yeah. Um, he, so now he's starting to, uh, come into fold and he hasn't, he has his own little shtick, which I really appreciate. Yeah. I didn't even think give I, him I, a little, it's like one dimensional. I but was nice surprised I was actually as enthralled with his story and the new character. I forget the character's name, but Kenny, Kenny great. I, I like the whole like reversal where Daniel, yeah. Daniel's same kid thing with was Eli. a bully, you know, yeah. it's a reversal thing. He's a but bully. It's the same and, thing. Yeah. It's the same thing with Eli turning into Hawk, the, the, the nerd sort of being um, tormented and transformed into a bully. Like the bully begets the bully. And I also we see loved, that with Kenny. I absolutely love the moment. We realized that Robbie looks at Kenny and realized the mistake. Oh, it's great. He made. 
That's it's so great. good. He realized that he actually he's actually fed, and that, that's going to lead to him, you know, changing alliances and everything too. Well, he does. Like, I mean, at the end, yeah, he, he, does, he turns much, to right. his father. He turns to his father. That's not going to sit well with Terry Silver, and you know, ultimately, like we will see. What I can't wait to see is eventually Robbie and Miguel are going to sort of like team up, and that'll be really cool that'll to be, see them. It'll like, be the that'll the be hatchet. The, that's the full circle of like, okay, we've got Johnny and Danny to team up now. Let's right. These we need to see them. And what's interesting is that, that Robbie has a father. They all have father relationships. It's so cool actually, because both Miguel and Robbie have these father relationships with Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence in different ways, you know? Yeah. Like they all have sort of taken them. So they will be like, sort of cool i don't know all interconnected what are your predictions for the next <laughs> season where does what what do you think is going to happen do you have any i mean i already told you i think that the next karate kid cameo is definitely going to happen but um right because i think danny's going to need he i think terry silver is going to take stuff to a point that none of them have ever experienced before like a point of uh, like he's going to take him to the brink and danny needs advice and he can't ask mr miyagi because mr miyagi's not here so he has to ask the one human being who might have some insight that he doesn't. Uh, so I know that I think that that's definitely going to happen as far as what's, I think we've already just stingray is stingray is going to be number two. Stingray is going to be number two. Hands um, down. I think a lot of the stuff you just talked about is definitely going to be, we don't need to rehash that. We, right. I think a lot of that stuff's going to happen. Um, as far as, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like we've already almost covered it. Like, I feel like, wait, who's should, Mike Barnes. I don't remember Mike Barnes. The bad boy of karate, sir, from Mike. Karate Kid 3. He's Mike Barnes is basically Terry Silver's uh, number one pupil. Oh, right, he, right, right. He best, fights he, him. He fights him. Technically and, uh... speaking, Mike Barnes is way better at fighting than Johnny Lawrence ever was. So, and oh, and, and of Sean, course they're going to bring back Mike Barnes. Oh, yeah. And, and that guy is still in amazing shape. He is literally yes. on Instagram, still talking to Thomas and Griffith, Griffith like, it's inevitable Mike Barnes comes back. The bad boy of karate. I love it. Yeah, so I think that that's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to handle it, but I assume, yeah, Mike Barnes from Karate Kid 3. So I what about Crease? What do you think is – how is Crease just rotting in jail? Does Crease get out? Like, what what could happen with Crease? Does does Lawrence spring Crease out? I think we, Kreese, we have to talk about that, too, I think real Kreese, quick. I think Crease is going to have, like, a Frankenstein's monster type of thing. Like, he unleashed Frankenstein's monster again. Yes. And yes. this time, it's technically worse than even the first time he did it. Like, instead right. of Terry Silver uh, harassing one child, we're going to have Terry Silver harassing a, a town of children pretty much. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> So the only thing that could actually make Crease a sane man is seeing the like what what have I wrought, you know? Like he's going to see that. Will do you think that they would actually have him like team up with Miyagi Do? I don't know. I don't know if Crease is uh po- if that's something that he ever like. I don't. Well, do. I could imagine I could see it could be like a throwing the emperor down the mine shaft type of thing. It could be. Uh, you know Terry I mean? mentioned Terry. Uh, uh, Amy says Terry mentioned he's going to bring a few friends yeah, yeah. to help. Yeah, he meant Mike Barnes. He meant Mike Barnes. So, he's, so Mike Barnes is going to come. Stingray is going to have his own dojo. Stingray is going to have his. But I think, like, bring it back to Star Wars. I could see a moment where Crease is like, "You've become too sick. 
you are the true evil. And then he ends up taking, you know what? Want to know something? You know what? All right. I'm going to take the opposite action. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Ready? Sure. I think that, that Terry silver is going to go to crease in jail and be like, you want out and sort of reverse on crease and be like, and then crease will become Terry silver's lapdog. Or oh, they reverse their power roles. Yeah, yeah. the power yeah. roles. Not not like a lap dog, but like he'll be. It will be a reversal situation that ultimately leads to Crease's redemption because the, and the, which which would be the Star segues, Wars redemption, yes. right? It All right, so Star it's Wars there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which which segues into this notion that that you know Terry Silver's weakness it he admits is John Crease. And that John Kreese's weakness is the fatherly relationship or fatherly love that he had for Johnny Lawrence that he always harks back on, but it always feels very empty and like reptilian. But deep down inside, it comes from a place of like love. Well, you know, it's like that thing. It's like, okay, this is weird. But you know how people argue that Thanos never could truly love Gamora, so it doesn't make sense that he got the stone when he threw her yeah. and killed her. My argument is, since Thanos is insane or yeah. not of his right mind, to him love isn't. To him, love is also a broken concept. So as far as he can understand love, yes, he does love Gamora. John Kreese, while his love, his type of love is absolutely broken. What he understands is love. Yes, he does love Johnny. Johnny, you know what? You know, you know what I mean. I have to tell you something about yes. real quick about the Thanos thing. Yeah, I would. Okay, so I would argue a third stance in that he simply loves Gamora. Like whether it was fucked up love or not fucked up love, he absolutely loved Gamora. He is the protagonist. Well, different things to different people. That's what I was trying. To right. Say. He is the he is the protagonist of, of Infinity War. Yes, of Infinity War, and he yes. kills the one thing that he loves in order to. In order to like but his uh, love fulfill is a sick his love. quest, you can't argue it's it's not a sick love. He did kill her entire planet. <laughs> like, like well, while she watched, I'm just saying it's not it's, the type of love we understand. But it it's, is, but it's love. love. It's real. It is love. It's, to it's him, as it is much real. right. Well, you know what? It's, it's as it's as much as he's ever going to love. Yes, like, that is he. As much as he ever could love, he does love her. Right. So as much for as ever him, Chris could love, he, he that, loves that Johnny. Sacrifice. Right. And that's why. Yes. So to 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 parallel it to, I can't believe we are paralleling John Kreese to Thanos, but here it goes. <laughs> it had here to happen. Goes. We had to, so we got to bring we've, Star Wars, the MCU. We, we've gotten to that point in the show, but to to parallel this, <laughs> in the same way that that uh, Thanos throws Gamora off of the the cliff because he has to kill the one thing that he loves in order to get the soul stone. John, John crease beats the crap out of and humiliates Johnny Lawrence at the end of the all Valley at the beginning of karate kid part two. What we're seeing is not because John crease doesn't love Johnny Lawrence. It's because he does love johnny lawrence i know you're saying whoa what the fuck does what but no it's yes. a broken love it, it doesn't i'm not saying i'm not saying it's not broken what i'm saying though is yeah it's probably broken but but the point is is that that reaction that reaction is a reaction because of his love for johnny lawrence let's also remember too that this show has taken great lengths to define crease 
and Terry Silver oh, in, yeah. in those backstory of Vietnam. Right. They, like I, I actually really like that because it gives the, Me it, makes too. the it makes the movies themselves even better. Like they actually yep. made these three movies better by showing <laughs> why is Kreese like he is and one dimensional bad guy. They're not into, one, but no, no, no. I mean yeah, yeah, from Karate yeah, Kid. Yeah. One dimensional bad guy put into three dimensions. 30 years later. It's 30 nuts. years later. It, it's like they totally awesome. define what is these guys are suffering from post-traumatic yeah. stress on a level that most humans never will experience. And that's why and that's why they yeah. act like 80s villains. Villains. And, is, and these kids yeah, right. and these kids walk around like they're karate gang. These kids are literally like... in such danger, it's ridiculous. Like these kids <laughs> are being so led by danger. they're being led by literally like prisoners of war who somehow survived. What about are... like Johnny Lawrence telling like Sam LaRusso jump across a building? Oh, dude, like, the building that could have gotten me. so bad. That could have gotten was, so bad. I can't even believe I was like, man, they really went far with this. Like if Daniel LaRusso found out about that, he would have been I think that that's furious. still coming. I think that there will be a moment. I'm only predicting moments, not right. more. No, I think we need the spice. We need the spice. Sam will say, John, uh, Mr. Sensei Lawrence had me jump between two buildings. And when Danny finds that out, he will be absolutely and furious. And there is your, your antagonist, your, your antagonistic yeah. spice for the season to keep right. them at each other's... Um, at each other's sorts. All right. We, we we're wrapping up here. Is yeah. there any I'm trying to think off the top of my head? Um, is there, cause I don't have any plans to do another karate kid, uh, Cobra Kai episode until season five comes out. Is there any, have we covered everything? Are we missing any, any unleft ties from season four? Any so, Oh, well we didn't talk. Okay. Super quick. Eli um, Hawk turning back into Eli Getting his mohawk shaved off, uh, getting a, a dose of humility. Him and, him and Dimitri having that friendship scene. Yeah, that was nice. Was, that was like so that. nice. That was yeah. so nice. After the horrors they both have been through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that was yeah. that was really sweet to see them yeah. reunite. Um, so there was that. It just reminded me. I was like, you know, these are just kids that want to just like hang out, and they don't. They were made to care about all this bullshit that does not matter. Like at all, these kids should so just funny. be all hanging out and watching movies and playing video games, and they're <laughs> and they're like embroiled in this bullshit that it, it is like toxic, like crap from thirty years ago. <laughs> nothing like they've literally taken on. They have like psychologically <laughs> and emotionally taken on their taken fathers on a, a feud from two fucking grown ass adults from thirty years ago. This didn't need to happen. This is like completely. <laughs> nothing it's it's johnny's fault technically all of it is johnny's fault. and you want to yeah but you want to yeah. know what at the same time if there were more real life cobra kai situations the world would be a better place i, I think i'd like to talk about one last thing and it's yeah it's no no thing. any I anything think, you could think of because i, I want to make it sure is we got objectively hilarious that there's other dojos in the valley that we never that hear from. We hear never from hear from them at all. I was like, wait, like when they got to the tournament, I was like, oh right, there's other karate. There's a board. There's a board of directors that sit in a room, going, "Can we do this? What are the optics? Like, 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 like they care so much Such about like, what this means. Yeah. Like, because you know what? Today, like, but here's the thing. Like, 30 years ago, they legitimately would like those board meetings would be like these these moments of life and death. And yeah. like today, it would just be like everybody's on their cell phone. Like, yeah, yeah, you want to do that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, we'll do it at that gymnasium. Okay, yeah. 
like that kind but of thing. Do, do the kids, do the kids <laughs> from the other dojos know what's happening between these two uh, dojos? Yeah. Like, are also, they... <laughs> also, also, there's like hearings. Like they have to have hearings about karate tournaments. Like the, right, you, right. it's like 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 the town ta- like town government has to get together to talk about like in a world where and what's interesting here's an interesting parallel the idea of the what happens in in part two and part three to a uh, season two and season three to a lesser lesser extent this notion that we always get and we didn't get it this season i guess we did we did at, at after prom there's always a big karate dust up and it's fucking exciting and it's it great. starts in season two is probably the best one that that that, that yeah. battle that was brewing for two seasons and that to was, watch that that was uh oh. just an immeasurably amazingly pulled off fight scene that i not just the happened. fighting but just like yeah. all the storylines culminating coming into together this yeah coming yeah. together and then miguel, and miguel getting hurt and everything yeah but what's interesting is how like when you compare that to the very real reality of school shootings like, and they even talk about like how their hands are lethal weapons. It, someone says that in, in the show, maybe it's in season three. I don't know. But like this notion of like these kids, like them talking, like it's actually kind of like a social commentary on like karate in schools. is like fucking up the schools. And it's like so wholesome, but like the real world is like so, much, so much scarier. Darker. Yeah. It's so, it's so dark, much darker. Yeah. Like people, like kids bring guns to school to like, murder their fellow students like this happens in real life like you're thinking like oh that's a movie where that happens like oh no, yeah no, oh you're talking about life. some horror movie like no no no, that's real life and in and cobra in, kai isn't real life and yeah, in I, fiction I, yeah. and in fiction it's just a bunch of karate karate gangs this this show is very aware that it's an escape and i'm happy about it because we need it yeah yeah you know yeah. i'll tell you this what I want to see is if they ever if they do end up doing a season six I want it to go bonkers off the wall I want like Terry. I want Terry Silver. Miyagi Love Child. No, no, come on. I want it to be like Robert Rodriguez machete level (laughs) shit, where Terry Silver builds like a karate robot and then gets the (laughs) gets the council to allow a robot into the competition. (laughs) (laughs) And the robot, Jeff. Jeff, listen to me. Here, I just had this idea. The robot itself is built. I know. I know. The robot itself is built from the skeleton. (laughs) Of the dummy from Karate Kid 3 that Daniel was forced to punch. So Daniel has to fight a robot made of the thing he had to punch 30 years ago. It's like Terry Silver, like, Terry Silver sits, okay, wait, hold on. Terry Silver, like, like, interior, interior night. Like, imagine Batman a th- Returns. A thunderstorm. A thunderstorm. thunderstorm Batman <laughs> Returns style. Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne brooding in the study when the bat signal first comes. If in the giant new that. Cobra Kai dojo right. study office. That's right. Enormous. Where Terry Silver um, nurses, nurses a scotch <laughs> in his armchair thinking about the, yeah, as he thinks about what is... Uh, how he could get exact his final revenge. revenge. This is what it's called. Cobra Kai final revenge. <laughs> and so what he does is he goes into this, one of his many storage units and pulls out the, the dummy from the he, three, right? He pulls yeah. out the dummy from the, the three dummy. Yeah. Now who, who could, who, oh, he goes to stingray who is a savant genius when it comes to, <laughs> Um, robotics or robotics <laughs> and he has stingray 
because because you know Stingray is like kind of become like his simp butler that like but is always like waiting on him hand he's, the, he's like but Stingray doesn't want to he's like he can have the story arc where like Stingray doesn't want to build the robot that he know could kill a kid in a competition but he's forced to at at like gunpoint but the gunpoint is Terry Silver's fists he, he's mads in in uh in in Rogue One designing <laughs> right right <laughs> like, exactly yeah he so Terry Silver um basically just beats uh beats Stingray to a pulp until he agrees to to do it but Stingray builds a failsafe and the failsafe in it is the word Stingray so if you say the word Stingray it disarms the robot the robot goes after the kids and something happens and oh wait Sting- hold on let me <laughs> we're just brainstorming here yeah Since go ahead the- sky's the limit sky's, sky's the limit, the limit. Good day, Jeff. Hello. What's up, Walter White, White from New Zealand? Um, I think you should work into the fact that, like, you know how it's like a man. If a man can't see, he can't fight. If a man can't walk, he can't fight. Those are all Terry right. Silver's like mantras, right? Maybe work in something where, like, throughout the season, Danny he like Daniel gets like codes. He doesn't know no, what they oh, mean or something. No, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm I am pausing you right there because ahead, I know ahead. what's gonna happen. The sky's the limit, right? Sky's, sky's the, limit. the limit. We're robots dark as, now. Dark we're as robots. fuck. We're killer killer robots. Yeah. He he using that philosophy, he has one of those um those bad guy rhetorical question where he's pacing the room and 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 asking rhetorical questions to Stingray, who's cowering in fear that he's gonna be smacked again by <laughs> Terry Silver. And he says a man without hands is a man who can't hit. So he has the robot cut off Daniel San's hands and Daniel must learn how relearn how to do Miyagi-Do defensive karate from chosen. Without hands, without eyes. Right. He's completely like, he is all the things Terry said that you can't do. Right. He does. They do and that def- to him. And, he, and eventually defeats the robot that Terry Johnny Silver Lawrence. Creates. Johnny Lawrence is killed, I think. <laughs> chosen, chosen. Johnny been... Lawrence is the Apollo Creed in Rocky Four. Absolutely, he, he goes up on... against the yes. robot. He gets completely destroyed, yes. and Danny has. He's like, "That's it. I'm the one right. that has to do this." And this <laughs> is like the last. This is like the last stand. And the Stallone um, removed chosen... the robot from Rocky Four. Cobra Kai is going to put the robot into the karate cho- kid. Okay? Chosen probably chosen like had his legs broken. So he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And it's just like Stingray and Terry silver versus. And of course he like pulls a book in his study and like it reveals a secret passage. And we find that crease is like in one of those old school dungeons and he's hanging by his, his arms. Like he's got shackles on his arms and he's like he's hanging like, suspended by his like arms. A lethal weapon. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. And like, yeah, and Terry Silver like shocks his balls. Like <laughs> he has like a car battery hooked up to to Reese's balls, and like you know, of course. How about this? So the robot is the best <laughs> fighter possible. He drains like the knowledge from Kreese's mind into the robot to essentially make the robot have all the fighting. No, 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 Bob, himself. no, Bob. He tells Kreese what his ultimate plan is, and he says. Your body is old and broken, Crease, but your mind is still sharp. And he has Stingray put Crease's no, brain. Robocop. It's a Robocop. <laughs> oh my God, how did we get it, here? It's, wait, it's a Dojo Cop. It's Dojo Cop. Dojo Cop. Dojo Cop. <laughs> and then, of course, what happens is 
after Terry Silver is defeated, he falls from a great height. Because because what because <laughs> what Daniel does without any hands or eyes is he's hopping around just like Batman, first Batman. He's hopping around on gargoyles on the top of this building at the height of the fight. And that's how much hearing, people would fucking hate. Him. <laughs> real, I love him, but he hears Miyagi's voice in his head say something to him. Maybe like it's it's Rocky Five. Like go back, like, go back to the Mickey roots. loves you, right? You know, Mickey, right? <laughs> You're right. And 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 Daniel San like. Uh, looks up at like a a, a, a train, a, an overhead passing train, and has a flashback <laughs> of all the Karate Kid moments, and then he does a crane kick right to oh, no, only no, using no. his legs. Jeff, Jeff, he like literally, it, it's got to go crazier. He's literally operating a crane. <laughs> <laughs> the only way he doesn't he doesn't defeat the Dojo cop with his body, he defeats with an actual crane right. kick. And that's the Miyagi <laughs> lesson. Don't use body. Use well, something else. No. And then he's like, hey, you didn't, so like, you could have this moment, like, where his son goes, how did you know how to defeat Dojo Cop? And he's like, I took the one lesson Mr. Miyagi said. Don't be, right. don't be there. You know? The last, the last, yeah, right, don't right, be right. There. Don't be there. <laughs> like, he's yeah. like, he's like, haven't you forgotten the last lesson? And then it like, and and then he, he, he uses, <laughs> uses a crane to knock <laughs> Terry Silver, who, by the way, has injected a, a, a synthesized cobra venom into his body. He turns style. like into a man cobra. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I, you don't understand. I am Cobra, cobra guy. guy. And then he injects wait, it. Wait, in. wait. He says, I am Cobra guy. <laughs> Yeah, he says I am Cobra, Cobra, guy. Cobra guy. Yeah, and then he just he's oh, and of course it's just like the I don't know if you ever seen the Aquabats uh, yeah, yeah, super yeah. show yeah. with the the Cobra guy who has two little Cobra heads, four Cobra hands, right, right. So it's just Terry Silver with a Cobra like face, and then two cobra floating hands. Cobra hands that he uses, and then he's like, "It's time for me to use Snake style." I think and, Daniel takes yeah. out Dojo Cop with the crane. And then yeah. all it's like then it's Cobra Guy versus all the kids. The kids need their moment where yeah, they're you know like, what happens? Daniel carry- actually dies. Daniel sacrifices himself in the crane. It, it, the crane explodes when it hits Do- uh, Dojo Cop. So now it's up to Sam, <laughs> yeah. Sam, Miguel, all the and you know of course Sam and Miguel they have their own son, right? Dude, uh, Hawk is in a plane flying <laughs> a plane that looks like a hawk. It's- <laughs> No, no, no. Hawk uses uh, some sort of vulture harness <laughs> that he keeps underneath his gi and he like take rips it off and he's like he's like I've learned some new tricks and he since I lost my like mohawk. Metal wings come out the back. Right. He just totally like archangel style. Yeah. Like uh takes on and and that's the end of Cobra Kai. We just we've done it. You understand how much people would hate that? I would love it. Oh, uh, I this just, is like th- like season this is five, the best. Is the obvious ending to where anyone would stop, and then they just do the extra season that they're like, "All right, now we're just gonna just go completely sci-fi." And you know, like as Sting in St- Stingray says, like the wrong thing, which causes Terry Silver to like do some sort of pressure point death touch to to tear uh, to. To, to immobilize him yeah to stingray and then, then he, as he's and, dying he's choking on his own vomit and stingray goes stingray Sting-. he just keeps saying stingray over and over again and like why is he saying stingray they don't realize that stingray is the fail safe word for dojo cop which is what 
I was going to say you could also have Terry Silver like slowly over the course of the season to torture Stingray. Like he gives him a serum that slowly turns him into an actual Stingray man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Obviously, everyone become... just becomes the alliteration of what they are. <laughs> what they are. It's, just... <laughs> it's, it's so the true. Most ridiculous hack Saturday morning cartoon. It's the Saturday morning cartoon Cobra Kai. Right. And, you know, and that is how, and that is how it, and obviously Daniel gets buried next to Mr. Miyagi. They like have a shared grave because that's what he would want. And that's the, that's the end of everything. Um, And, you know, that was, I got to tell you, that was sticky, dude. I mean, really sticky. And you know what else is sticky folks? Stickers. <laughs> Stickers stick, and that's the way we want them. We, if they're not sticking, then then there are problems. And the best place to get sticky stickers is riotstickers.com. Riotstickers.com powers the Frumus channel. Uh, as you can see right here, riotstickers.com. If you go down into the description below, you're going to check out a really great deal for Riot stickers. It's uh, for, for $59, 50% off $59 is $29.50. You get 50 three inch by three inch stickers with the promo code from us. You just click that little link in the description. It'll bring you right there. You're not going to find a better deal than that. And yes, Cobra guy would be a killer uh, Saturday morning show or um, dojo cop, right? Right. Stickers need to stick. Cause if it doesn't stick, what's the, what's point? the point? I mean, that's the, I mean that, that really is the creed and motto of all stickers, but Riot stickers, they they stick they extra. Stick good. They stick I, yeah, good. man, I I got to yeah. tell you, I've done business with Riot stickers, and if you are in business, you're not going to find a better deal. Twenty nine fifty for fifty three inch by three inch stickers. Like, go and Google. You're not going to find it. It's normally fifty nine dollars. Use the promo code from us. Description in the in the in the comments below. Let's go to the quick little video. That's right. Riotstickers.com. Riotstickers, we are the bomb. Wow, this was just a, a fantastic episode. Thanks Truly. for having me, man. Oh, my God. I mean, we, got, we started I, out with that gut punch, and we just had to keep going. I think we did good. I, I We did we did really good, and it, it's just, you know, I love, I love making pretend. It's just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That felt like, uh, that felt like something I would see in an old episode of Smodcast. Just the riffing off into the wild universe and i i i need to do that more on this channel so that was that was great um bob where can everybody find you when they want to um we'll, we'll put the links in the description i always forget uh, to do so instagram and twitter is at thundergrunt bob and uh my podcast main website is thundergrunt.com 
If you want to find me on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash thundergrunt. I make it easy for everyone. There you go. And of course, we all know what thundergrunt rhymes with if you've seen Blade 3. <laughs> yes, it, it was all inspired by Blade Trinity. That's everything I've done. Um, I want to thank Bob so much for coming on. Thank you. Uh, so, so great. So great. Yeah. Um, tune in next time, whenever that might be probably tomorrow, because we were here every day in some matter, shape or form with another show. We'll figure it out. Um, we have a nice way of saying goodbye, Bob. I'm not going to keep you on. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to actually let you go and I'm going to do my little Patreon thing. So, We'll say Thank goodbye to having. Bob. Oh, my God. Thanks for everybody who watched. Excellent. Excellent. We have a wonderful way of saying goodbye on the show. We say peace and hair grease. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it gonna be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.